Groovy. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen, and joined with me today again is H1N1 Zombie. Say hello, everybody. Hey, uh, today's knife is a very bloody scalpel. A very bloody scalpel, yes. (laughs) Um, Antonius, you should be worried because uh, someone's becoming more of a guest than you on the show. Not saying nothing, just saying something. Then again, he is my Patrice O'Neill and you are my little Jimmy Norton. If you get that reference. Um, (laughs) So uh, this show is brought to you by our Patreons. Remember, I'd buy that for a dollar. For only one dollar, you can get not only these shows early and often and ad-free, except for my live reads, but you also get the Power Glove podcast, which we review video games that the public probably doesn't want to hear about because it's not movie related so that's why we do that at the five dollar level i got five kids to feed you uh get a free advertisement if you want a shout out whatever just tell me what you want me to promote and i'll promote it for free and then at the twenty dollar level which is stop the bike stop the bike i stop the bike whatever review you want me to do you get one per month plus we also have all of our sick ass merchandise we just released some hoodies and the winter season. I'm thinking about getting some beer mugs, maybe something else coming up. There's gonna be some vinyl records uh, mailed out soon. We got some good prizes for you guys. Also, you get to be on the show. So there you go. That's uh, who's our advertisements right now. That's all we got. It's okay. We will pursue on, shall we not? So today, we're talking about one of my favorite movies. No, 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 Mm? scratch that, scratch that. Favorite, really? One of my favorite actresses or actors or, you know what? Scream Queens. Scream Queen, yeah. Talking about Catherine Isabella. If you've already heard me gush over her during Freddy vs. Jason, that starred The Love Affair. And Catherine Isabella. Or Isabel. I uh, started religiously following her after that. I didn't know, really know who she was. And then, you know, I like werewolf and monster movies. And I saw Ginger Snaps and I'm like, wait a minute. That's the girl who looks like Rose McGowan, but hotter and sexier and has a better voice and doesn't seem like she has a fucking branch up her ass. Who is this girl? And I started IMD being her. This was about 2013 or so. And I went back and watched like a lot of her stuff and I really like it. And then when I found- I do gotta admit, this is this was way better than her role in Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason, she's just like a kill girl. And un- unfortunately, why does she have to die and or get raped in almost every movie? <laughs> just she really does. She's the female Sean Bean. Yeah, it, oh my god, I can't believe you said that because I've I've made that comparison to her before. Yep. Which is hilarious. So we're gonna talk American Mary. Um AKA the Barbie movie. No, no, it's not. AKA American Psycho Part Two. No, I go see nah, the Barbie really, movie. Really, yeah. Oh, dude, are you in for a fucking disappointment? That's that's the whole thing. Barbenheimer. You go, you get drunk, you watch Barbie, and then Oppenheimer. <sighs> you know what? Apparently, Oppenheimer rules too. 
That's what I've been hearing. So before we get in this movie, let's watch the trailer. Oh, wait a minute. No, I lie. The full fucking movie is on YouTube right now as this airs for free. If you want to find out where to find it, because you don't want to buy it like a man like I did. Um, I got the Blu-ray of it. It's on uh, full F-U-L-T-O-N-C-S-U-T Gary. Fulchinist, Fulchin, whatever. The fucker's name is that. Um, he only has four subscribers. It has zero likes or unlikes, but it's already been viewed over 100.14 times, and it was just uploaded nine days ago, which probably means it will be taken down. But it is for free to watch online. You know me. I like physical media. I don't like ripping off people, especially these low-budget movies. I don't like taking away their money. But if you want to watch it, uh, go ahead and check it out there. And then if you like it, and I know you will, go ahead and buy it. I mean, because... Eh, rent it. Rent it? You would say rent. It's a rent. Really? Yeah. Okay, give, give me your complaints before we get into the review. Well, I thought we were going to do the... Oh, no, we're not doing the... Oh, we're going to do the review. Well, but trailer. I, oh, we're going to do the trailer. Okay. But... Yeah. Uh, honestly, just plot is all over the fucking place with this movie. Well, it's trying to do an A and B and C plot. But there are some things that just never get resolved, never go anywhere. And yeah. Just kind of some things, people who are just left hanging, you know? Well, you're not alone. The audience gave it 52, but believe it or not, the critics gave it a 62. Really? I know. So it stars, of course, Catherine Isabel, mm -hmm. uh, Anthony uh, Cupo as Billy Baker, who's kind of the main slash love interest, whatever. Beatrix, by the way, if you look her up, looks nothing at all like her. She looks like Rhea Ripley. Her name is... Uh, Still, yes. <laughs> right. Tristan Riggs. Uh, the girl that plays Barbie is Paula Lundberg. And then, of course, the twins that actually directed this movie are actually in it. And that's Jen and uh, Sylvia Soka. So Soska. S-O-S-K-A. Soska? By, by the way, they are the worst actors in this movie. Because they actually not bad directors. But when it comes to acting... It minuses so many points. So what would you give this? Uh, 62, 52? I'm, I'm definitely docking uh, the twins' uh, really bad Boris Badenov Russian accent. Oh, my God. It is so terrible. I just wanted them to say moose and squirrel. I wanted them to say <laughs> moose and squirrel so fucking... You have no idea. It's like, yes, they, they both try to be like Natasha and not even in like a clever or... They're like... Natasha, that was the... Yeah. Yeah, they're like, we want to be doing together. And, and even their entrance when they walk in and bite the stripper, it's like, how over the top do you want to be? Like, I mean, we get it. You're evil. You're gross. Cool. Could have been a little bit more subtle. It would have been better also, too, instead of being direct twins if one was a cutter. and what was, We'll get into that. What would you give this? <sighs> You're going to fight me. Mm -mm. It's getting a 58 for me. 58. Well... After all of my quips, qualms, and you saw my point system as we watched this. Oh, I'm, yeah. You were you were up and down the whole thing. Yeah. I was. I'm giving an 88. Okay. It's your show. So let's, go with that. let's meet halfway. And the 15. It's still certified sharp. Can we settle on a 63? No, no, no. Sorry. 73. I'm not going to be happy with the number, but I'll, I'll certify it sharp. Okay. How about, how about... I'm thinking of a number. Can you guess what it is? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going with it. Yes, sixty-nine, dudes. Yes, that's. It's right. not 
It's not, it tries to be, here's its problem. It tries to be a film and it's a movie. I don't even know if it was a movie. It was just kind of like following her around with no plot direction and just kind of what's you know, going gu- to happen I guarantee. I don't know. I guarantee if this was a like a series on Netflix, it would have been way better. Way better. Yeah. Because if this was done as a movie and they, or as a show. Here's yeah. the thing. The first act of, we'll get into it. Let's see the trailer and, and we'll get into it. All right. Because th- we have a lot to unravel here. Good, bad, ugly, and sexy as fuck. All right, here we are. So this is a very, very, very uh, indie film. It was made for under 10 grand, if I'm not, or 10 uh, mil, if I'm not mistaken. The music's really good in it. I quit med school today. All the actors are good in it. The costumes are amazing. Yeah. I'm changing specialties, Dr. Grant. Have you ever heard of body modification? I feel like Dr. Mengele heute happened. What's that? Tweens, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, short little teaser there. Like I said, if you want to watch this on YouTube, it's there. I don't recommend piracy whatsoever, but then again, um, you know, it, if you want to watch it, I guarantee most of you are going to like it enough to buy it. But it's hard to find. It used to be on YouTube uh, for, or not YouTube, sorry, uh, Netflix for a long time. And then it was on Shutter for a long time, and then they took it down. And I'm like, "Where is it? I want to watch it." It's on Amazon or something. Uh, no, I I just straight up bought the Blu-ray because I like it so much. Oh, it's not streaming anywhere right now, then. Uh, it's streaming free on YouTube. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's legal or not. Doesn't look like it is, but whatever. It's look. <sighs> I always say this: if you're eventually gonna buy it, if it's good enough to buy. You will buy it because this shit's going to be taken down probably before this thing airs, you know. And there's a bunch of great movies on uh, free, like for instance, the stuff, the house, and or sorry, house. It's just called the house. And uh, um, Return of the Killer Tomatoes are all on YouTube for free. Do I recommend you buy every single one? Yes, you will love the, all those movies because they're fucking fantastic. As I do this. So this movie, I think you know. I know why you do not like it, and we'll get into that in a second. Just let me straighten out because my mind's everywhere right now. So, just like the plot of the movie, that's what I was getting at. So yep. this this is a revenge movie, um, and it's it's a good one, except for it ends too short, and then they try to throw in another movie afterward. Basically, yeah, it's you know everything is done. You know, it's like that. It, it's like Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like okay, they throw the ring into Mount Doom. You know, evil's defeated, and then we have uh, like forty-five dude. more minutes. Of I'm kidding. <laughs> forty-five more minutes of ending, and it's like, okay, okay. So the movie okay. revolves around Catherine Isabel's character She's named Mary, and she is in. Um, She's in med school, and we even open up with a straight-off rip-off of American Psycho where you see her cutting flesh, and you think it might be a person, but it's actually a turkey. 
as she's suturing it up. She goes to class to a lecture. I was getting more Dexter vibes from that, the opening of Dexter. Oh, you know what? Hmm. I... Yes, you are right. It is very much more Dexter than it is. Yeah, I'm getting some background noise, and I think it is this. There we are. I was getting Dexter vibes from this as well. Um, it is very much uh, like the 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 fast um, camera speed kind of thing. Yeah. But you know what? To be fair to both those shows. <laughs> That's the episode, just us doing... To uh, be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Fuck, that, that was, was even better. better. <laughs> that was better. God fucking damn it. Fucking damn it. So this movie starts off with this cool kind of like credit scene. And yeah, it is very similar to both American Psycho and to Dexter. And... She's practicing, and if you notice, throughout this whole movie, she always wears these iconic black gloves. That's kind of like her signature, if you will. And uh, she's all happy and bubbly because she made a very good suture. She goes in to a lecture, and during this lecture, she gets chewed out for answering her phone. And this guy is a complete fucking asshole. He calls like everyone else in the in the in the uh, area a twat. He goes, "All these other twats in my class, they don't show potential. You show potential. Stop fucking around. Stop." And you're like, "Whoa, dude!" Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Obviously, this is not UC Berkeley. No. <laughs> Even though this takes place in Seattle, it's very hilarious that this guy's a choice of language. So, um, anyway, she goes out and uh, her phone gets cut off. She's looking for some extra cash. She calls up her grandmother. Grandmother calls her or whatever. And she's like, I can loan you the money. Her phone's going to be shut off because she's delinquency for like three months. And she's on Craigslist. And uh, she actually, excuse me. Um, She um, finds this thing where it's like $1,000 a night, no sex, just looking for hot girls. Dancing. Exactly. Strip club. Yeah. And uh, she goes in. You know, and and uh, the guy's like, uh, this is our, would you say male protagonist? No, because I think the bodyguard more is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's more, he does more. He's the good guy. He's the white knight. Yeah, he's the actual hero of the story. Yeah, uh, but the strip club uh, owner has every good intention. Like, he doesn't ever fuck her over. He's just kind of creepy. Yeah, he's, he's a creep. So. Kind of a weirdo. He doesn't ask her, you know, she hands him the resume and he's like, oh, I actually, your body's the resume. Can you mind taking that jacket, turn around? And then he asks her for a shoulder massage and everything else. And then all of a sudden, hey, boss, you know, we got an emergency, blah, blah, blah. Brown isn't coming home. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then her resume says that he's, she's a surgeon. He says to her, uh, how good are you? And how would you like to make $5,000? No questions asked. No questions asked. And sh- and and she's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he says, you know what? Forget it. Fuck off. We'll just put him out of his misery. And she goes, I'll do anything you say for five grand. So he is fucked up. This victim, Mr. Brown or whatever his name. I think it's Mr. Brown, right? If so, I was paying yeah. attention. But dude's just sliced. Sliced. From belly button up to the face and missing yes, an eyeball. Exactly. Left eye, minus left eye, and and just totally like gutted. Not gutted, gutted, but fucked up. Pretty like, deep slice. Pretty, pretty, yes, exactly. Pretty deep slice. And uh, they're like, what do you need? He's already drugged up. And 
she in laundry hot performs uh surgery on him and it's not like super gratuitous at this point it just kind of cuts to her getting out taking the cash and throwing up and taking a rape shower yeah she felt dirty about it yeah had to wash the literal blood off her hands with her blood money so now she gets a call from like her my new favorite character oh oh the uh doctor oh no i thought you were talking about the call from beatrix Oh, no, no, that doesn't happen because remember the uh, doctor giving the lecture is like, where the fuck were you? Oh, that's right. And he calls her a cunt and stuff. Hey, sweetie. Um, And uh, uh, yourself. No, actually, I was talking to Isabel. Uh, You just can't hear. (laughs) I was looking at a picture of her on on the computer. (laughs) So he's like, where the fuck were you? You know, this and that. And and she's kind of getting excommunicated. Uh, If you will, there's pizza there. Eli brought it. No, I'm not the use plate. I mean, there's actually pizza and breadsticks. What's up? Throwing it away. Throwing what away? Oh, you could throw that away. Don't throw the pizza away. That's good pizza. I was going to stuture it together. I know. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, he's he's chewing her out, and then he just gives up on her, and he goes, "You should you you should find another fucking class to not show up to." And and, and he's like brutal, like every other yeah. word out of. Like, he's like, cunt, twat, fuck, shit, cunt, fuck, shit. Like, like he's the biggest potty mouth in this movie. Yeah, and he's not even nice about it. It's not, no. it's, he's not even being funny. It's just you're, you're just an ass. I remember when we were watching this, you just looked at me and you go, I'm getting rapey vibes right away. Yeah. And you... Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, Jesus. we're going to get to that. So, uh, finally... Um, what happens next is we get a call from Beatrix, who is like, hello, is this Dr. Mary? Yeah, I got a lot of uh, Little Shop of Horror vibes from her. You did? Yeah, Audrey. Oh, <laughs> uh, got okay, okay, I got you. So, Beatrix is a character who- My favorite character. She's, she's awesome. Really? Whole thing. Yeah. Tell me why you like her. I, I, just the fact that she like knows who she is as a character and just plays into it. Like she knows she's awkward. She knows she probably shouldn't show up at the hospital. She's like, yeah, fuck it though. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's uh, so she wanted to self body mod herself to be Betty Boop. And she got close <laughs> and she got damn close. And she approaches Mary going, Hey, do you like how I look? And Mary's like, um, I mean, you look kind of like, Betty Boop. She goes, kinda. She goes, okay. It's a fucking mirror image of Betty Boop. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you want from me? And and, and she says, well, uh, you were recommended to me because I have a friend who wants to do uh, needs an operation. She's like, I I that was a one time thing. Fuck off. This that. And she goes, no no no. Just a little bit of skin here and there. So then we <laughs> meet with her friend. Uh, God, what's her friend's name? Beatrix. And it starts with a B. Because they're trying to do the whole Barbie thing. Yeah, that that was rough. It's not Bernadette. It's it's God. Anyone like that? Whatever. We're just gonna call her Barbie. So we meet our Barbie character, and she is best friends with Beatrix. And this girl is like a fashion designer. Yeah, but she's got like the alien face, like the too much she, plastic to where your face looks alien. She looks yeah. like a uh, bar, uh, Barbie had resting bitch face, and she approaches Mary, and she's like. Oh, and Beatrix like, oh, by the way, uh, my cousin owns a veterinary clinic and we could be there after hours and it's no big deal. So they go there and she goes, oh. Uh, well, she initially tells her to fuck off. And she, she's like, yeah, 10 uh, grand, two just for showing up. Two, ju- Yeah, just to, to meet with me, one grand, two grand to show up to the place and 10 grand if you complete it. And she's like, fuck Can't it, let's do it. Up. <laughs> so 
when she goes over there, right, she meets with uh, Barbie. And Barbie, like I said, looks looks plastic. She has resting bitch face. But, it's fantastic. And uh, she says, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, well, because I'm a fashion designer, it's all about sex appeal. And I do not want it to be about sex appeal. I kind of want to look like, like a, basically a mannequin, like, like a, a doll. doll. Yeah. So she says, what do you mean? She goes, I want to have some skin removed. What does that mean? I want these, she points at her nipples, in, uh, to be removed. And I want this, pointing at her crotch, to be sewn up as much as possible and cleaned up. Trim off all the bits. Yeah, take off all the extra bits. Like, X- oh, Ooh, that's so graphic. Then, uh, by the way, uh, Mary, when she heard this initially in her apartment, just like downs half a bottle of wine going like, fuck it. So she goes over to Beatrix. She goes, does she actually know what she's asking for? She's like, yeah, yeah. we've been looking for a doctor for a minute. And she goes, okay, I got to tell you, there's no insurance here. There's no nothing. If I fuck it up, there's no guarantees. I'm taking the money. I'm going to do my best. They go, we trust you. Yeah, she's really cool about it. And we get like, not the goriest operation scene yet, but all the scenes in here are very subtle they're not like they're all tame they're not eli roth torture porn uh, 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 that credit at the end i hated so much getting there and uh but you do see a, a kind of a really creepy scene where you just see her getting a sharpie and going around the nipple of where she's going to cut splice and, and snip and then the evilest one does you see mary between her legs and you just see labia like a like on the floor and it's well there was something cool that she did that was when she was operating um on nipple she saw that like the rest of her like breast had scarring on it yeah from previous surgeries so when she went to beatrix after the surgery she was like hey you need this this and this and kind of recommended aftercare kind of made her like be a good doctor and not just a butcher so well remember when mary was at the lecture she's very very well studied she's not mm-hmm. just a you know i'm doing this because my parents are putting it to me she like actually wants to be a surgeon or at least wanted to be a surgeon yeah but this isn't just you know okay five thousand dollars back alley i'll sew this guy up so he doesn't bleed out exactly she almost takes pride in her work at this point well not yet but they it ask like they ask her when she's leaving she's like oh she's gonna need this from the pain she's gonna need this remember to go to the doctor this and that and they go oh we have our own uh private um medical doctors we'll we'll make sure she's okay and she goes in never contact me again and then beatrix says so what should we call you she goes what she goes for the website she goes i don't know make, make something up, up. <laughs> So now, that. <laughs> now she is a uh, doing an internship at um, a hospital, mm-hmm. and this is one of my favorite scenes where the doctor heading rounds goes a different doctor who's also a dick. Not as much though. Not as much. Uh, he says, "Can you go in there and inform this family that?" Hey, excuse me. Husband had a heart oh, attack. No, no, no. The husband just had a heart attack. And Mary goes in there and tells him, and then the door closes. It's a really great scene where she just nods her head, and you see him without crying, and she comes back in. And, she can... and then a guy comes over and whispers in her, and she goes, Mary, can you just inform that the husband's dead? And she goes, yes, doctor, and goes yeah, back in. No and this given. scene is hilarious, and it's so black comedy. This gives you kind of like a mode for what the movie is going to be, in a way. It does change, though. We'll get into that. So... Now, she's outside because Beatrix gives her a phone call, 
and uh, uh, Beatrix outside her hospital, and she goes, "Hey, Beatrix, why the fuck did you call me? Like, what the what the fuck is going yeah, on? Why are you here?" And uh, Beatrix kind of tells her, "Hey, do you want to get a coffee or something? Because everyone really likes your your work. It's on a website. This and that. People are hitting you up. They really want to know who you are." And she goes, "I thought." Tells you never to call me, and she goes, "You did, so that's why I'm here." And she goes, "This is worse, worse. than you calling that, right? me." Yeah, <laughs> that, like, yeah, could be worse. I could have had, you know, uh, fucking what's her name show up. So <laughs> the famous uh, one, exactly. So the doctors, the her professor plus the doctor that's the head of rounds witnesses this, and as she goes back in rounds, they invite her to like a party. Like, hey, you know, uh, this is a slasher party. So slashers are what this doctor calls uh, surgeons. Mm -hmm. And apparently that's actually a real term. Oh, is it real? Yep. Not, not, not like common, but common enough. Yeah. So she goes to this party and uh, there's this really annoying Asian doctor. And he's like, I fucking cut people up. I'm a motherfucker. And you're like, he yeah, doesn't belong. There's weird. no point for him in this movie. He's over the top and just so off-putting. Just like it's like he comes up to her, "Hi, I'm here to be off-putting for the next like three minutes." Exactly, and this is it becomes very quickly an eyes wide shut party. She's handed a drink, and uh, they do a cheers, and she starts yep. out. And then, if you look in the background to your left, you notice that a couple of doctors are either drugging each other or drugging other people and like flating them. It's yeah, real. It, there's some weird shit going on in the background. I I didn't notice it the first time I saw it, and then when I rewatched it, I I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And I pointed out to you. So Mary is getting very, very woozy, uh, very woozy as the roof and all is kicking in. She's led into a bedroom and is raped by her professor. And it is a very disturbing scene. It's not like irreversible, but there's a lot of fish hooking and mouth grabbing and it makes it. Yeah, it's it's off putting. It's it's not. It makes it hard to watch. It is. And um, I would if Miss Isabel is listening, I would never do that to you unless you um anyway she does the walk of shame she takes a, a rape shower she takes some of her money and goes to the strip club and goes to jeremy and goes do you want to make five grand yep same way he did to her and uh they black bag this doctor bring him in and uh slash him up to an operating table and put like those resident evil zombie mouth opening things yep and uh, she goes, hey, you know, apparently um, uh, I got a new profession. I know you all thought I was a prostitute because of my new clothes and the fact that I didn't show up to work. That's actually not a thing. So body modification is this new kind of thing. And I guess practice makes perfect. And I have you to practice on. So you always said I can't make mistakes. Exactly. So I got to practice. And uh, we have 14 hours before this veterinarian clinic opens up. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do uh, 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 genital modification, tongue splitting. We're going to do uh, what they call 3D inserts. We're going to, and she lists off all this shit that she's going to do in the course of 14 hours as she jabs in that like two and a half inch like syringe in the jaw on both sides. And you're like, ah, because everyone's been to the dentist. If you've had to have that nerve jaw shot, so fucking painful. Mm. You know, give me the propofol or give me the gas, but that thing hurts so bad. Anyway, 
And uh, we get like a um, a montage scene where it's like very American Psycho where we hear classical music and you kind of see her cutting and sawing and everything else. Now, we don't see exactly what she does, but uh, then smash cut to her having her own private practice where she's got like a portfolio of everything she does. She has a modification menu yeah. and you see all these people coming in, getting this drastic thing, including... S- Self uh, permitted amputations, mm-hmm. which is really fucking weird. It's it's really weird. But hey, if they're paying for it, I don't know. I I I think that goes against the Hippocratic oath. But then again, she was never sworn in. And uh, we even see this funny thing where this guy comes in and he wants a couple of piercings. She goes, "Get the fuck out of here! You want to be Satanist?" Like she's only fucking for noob. the yeah. She goes, we're, "This is only for the the hardcore motherfuckers kind of thing." Um. Anyway. Um, she's keeping connect with the strip club and that's where she gets her clients, et cetera, et cetera. And Beatrix checks in on her. And then, uh, this is where the directors of this movie, I mean, obviously they're not the directors of the movie, but there's these twins and they want to get like this really weird procedure that no one else will do to get. Now it doesn't say exactly how much that they are going to pay, but they said they were independently wealthy. Money's not an issue. Yeah, yeah your price got to be. Sorry, dude. I I ate so much pizza, dude. You know how like sometimes you get, like a uh, carb dump. Oh I just yeah, got that pizza and beer. They'll do. That there too. you go. And uh, so they want the weirdest procedure. They want to look like demons, but more importantly, they want their arms to be cut off and swapped. And, and swapped. Yeah, I I misunderstood the point when they said together. Like I, I knew they said something about their arms. You I thought, thought it was were... going to be like Doctor Mangala, where they're sewn together. I thought it was going to be yeah, and then Doctor Mangala comment from the German doctor. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, are they just going to sew them together or what? You know. So she does that. Now this scene could have totally been cut out of this movie. This is like where this movie starts to foul up because yeah. this scene was not necessary. It, it's all basically bad from here. I think. This scene, no, 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 there's some good stuff. There is some good stuff. This scene was thrown in just for those directors to have themselves in the movie. I guarantee it. Congratulations. The Sosa twins, how dare you ruin your own movie that was going so well. Anyway, after this, we cut into her inspiration. Uh, She moves out. She's got money. You know, she's got her own bodyguard who's like one of the coolest people. His name is Lance. He looks just like Lemmy from Motorhead, but he's like six foot seven. And um, he is really cool. So uh, she's got her own like operating room in her new place, but also she has like a storage facility where she operates just on the doctor to practice on him. Now, this is the coolest reveal and should have been the end of the movie. This could have been a great Black Mirror episode, just Mm -hmm. like a 40 minute, 47 minute episode. We see him and he's hanging by meat hooks off of his back. Liar scraped into his head, mouth sewn shut, missing all his teeth and they're filed, the ones that are remaining. All kinds of stuff under his skin. Arms cut off, nipples cut off, piercings everywhere, genitals cut off, catheter and IV keeping him alive and he's just crying. The whole time. And she's like, oh, we have a new, uh, I have a new patient tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and practice on you, right? Trying to figure out why you still have a right ear. (laughs) Exactly. Damn. There's some good, there's some really good dialogue and and good acting on Mary's part on this one. So um, It was a cool scene. The security guard busts in and uh, she overpowers him, beats him to death with his own uh, flashlight. And this one we cut into, my favorite scene where her- That was an asp. I I thought that was his- uh his baton. Was it? I thought it was his mag light. I, I don't know. It was Either all way, a flash. You she see bl- her flailing in blood. Yeah, she bludgeons. It's a great 
scene and the sound effects are great. And then we cut into her and Lance sitting down as Lance gives her like he buys her uh, some Jack in the Box and he goes, I didn't know what you want. So I got a bunch. I got breakfast. I got tacos. I got. And she goes, is that a milkshake? And he goes, yeah. She goes, I would love a milkshake. And he goes, I got chocolate and vanilla, but you strike me as more of a chocolate girl. Or he says, you don't seem very vanilla. To me. You don't seem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she drinks it. That's when I thought the film should have ended right there. Credits. That would have been cool. But then we get the part two of the movie. Oh, but Lenny's backstory is actually. Oh, talking. oh yeah, yeah, or not yeah. Lenny, Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, he Lance. in this scene. Yeah, he talks about how his uh, his mother's house was broken into at a B and E theft, and the guy like tortured her with like a, a an umbrella, and beat her uh, with an inch of her life, kicked away her cell phone, and she spent like what was it uh, three months in the hospital and then died, and then. He looks at her, takes off his glasses for the first time and only time in the movie, and goes, never, ever, ever doubt what you do. Yeah, he said, I wish I met you uh, when I caught that little fucker. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, she she would have done some sadistic stuff that he probably didn't even imagine. If it went to credits right there, this would be a fantastic... Agreed. Like, this would have been, like, the best Black Mirror episode ever. Like, if it would have just stopped there. But it doesn't. No, and then from here on out, it's just, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So now we get like a weird love triangle between Mary and Jeremy and all the other strippers that come in for no reason. No. No reason at all. Mary gets jealous out of somebody because uh, she finds him filleting him and spits out cum right when he walks in. He starts like masturbating to like the security camera of her. Mary starts like. But he also her- has like that vision where she's like coming up to him and like massaging him and then also like trying to kill him, him and he's into it. And, and then we get another scene that makes zero sense where the other doctor goes missing and then uh, uh, some guy's skimming off the top of the bar and she goes, You want me to scare him? And, and uh, he says, Yeah, sure. But then he scares the girl. Yeah, it, I, it makes no sense. And, and then... It, the movie's all over the place then, at this point. Then we introduce a guy who reminds me, just like the detective for V for Vendetta, this British guy who's investigating these like sex parties and disappearances. And it seems like that's going to be part of the love triangle, but it amounts to nothing. But Why is it he seem- British? Well, I mean, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me... The American cop who talks like that, I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, get away from me. What bothers me is that it's alluding to a love triangle that doesn't happen because it seems like there's going to be a love triangle between the cop, Mary, and Jeremy that never happens. No. But it seems like it is. Mary, at one point, when he first she first meets the uh, police officer, the detective, is about to drug him, but then when she finds out that he's fighting the good fight, switches out his glass and doesn't drug him, and then, so that's when I think it was going to start, and then, uh, uh, you and know... Then he kind of disappears and fucks off for another, like, 20, 30 minutes. Well, they have a cool exchange where it's like, um, well, tell me more about yourself. She goes, oh, I'm just ordinary, and he goes, you're nothing... You're everything but ordinary, you know? And then, yeah, you're right. He fucks off for the next 20 minutes. Um, after this, we don't really get many more body modification scenes. We just get melodrama between, like, what's going on within the bar and Mary and uh, this cop. Um, her nana dies, which has nothing to do with the movie, but no. she is part of the beginning of the movie. So, uh, and then, um, you know what the problem of this movie is? If I... If it was to be edited properly, if you were to move some parts here and some parts there, it would have been it would have been perfect. Yeah, if they had the Snyder cut, 
it, it would have been better for Like, me. if you were to put the um, the doctor at the very end and had that been the end, it would have been great. If you were to cut out the whole twin scene, if you were to move all the uh, strip club scene parts right before when she has her own practice, it would have been way more of a cohesive story. And, by the way, it's not like these things are time-stamped because when the doctors go missing, you don't even see them. They're just said that they're missing except for the one that's that you know and that could have even been near the end that didn't even have to be no at the end of act one i get it makes sense more that she's been torturing for a long time but why did you i don't don't even agree with that because there is like it's there's act one and then part of act two and then just insanity no there's act one act two and then act three is like loose ends becoming more loose because I think yeah. the end of Act 2 is when you see him, but that could even be... Yeah, because the end of Act 1 is when she awakes from her rape and everything and, and heals him up. The end of Act 2 is when we find him hanging. And then the end of Act 3 really doesn't happen. So then the side plot with the whole Barbie character comes about. So the side plot with this is Barbie has a bunch of boyfriends, but she also has a husband. When they actually meet up for the first time after the surgery and she's all healed, he notices that her parts are all gone. And blames the surgeon? And Beatrix. Yeah, what, why, and how, and it, that's dumb. It's now, a dumb right, plot point. Right before this scene, though, she meets up with Jeremy, and Jeremy's like, let's run away to L.A. And they're, like, really considering it for a second. She goes, let me think about it. I don't know. Her phone's blowing up. She finally answers it. By the way, her phone rings way too many times in this movie. And it's the standard default, you know, uh, iPhone. iPhone one. And then she opens it up and it's Beatrix. Beatrix has been horribly tortured and brutalized and uh, and sweated to give out uh, Mary's information. And then when Mary actually, you know, like realizes what's going on, the husband's in the the room and he attacks her. He stabs her once. She rolls. I don't know what happens after that because he's dead immediately. I think she bit his neck because she... She bites him and then comes up and spits something out. And I assume it was his neck. It's just so weird. But he dies like way too easily. And then um, she tries to suture herself up, dies. And the uh, the cop comes, the cop comes in and is like, it could have been so much better, Mary. And you're like, what? It's the end of the movie dedicated to Eli Roth. Yeah. It's like, just like what we were talking about. Negative points for, for referencing Eli Roth. 2001 Space Odyssey and this suffer the same thing is this either could have been A, edited better, or B, it could have been like a miniseries. Like like you said, Dexter, I think it would have got shit because it would have been too much Dexter-esque. Yeah, Dexter was in its prime in 2012, so. Yeah, this came out in 2012. Yeah, I, I know, that's why I said 2012. Yeah. So yeah, Dexter was killing the, you know, prime <laughs> TV show. Yeah, the only reason why a lot of people had Showtime was just for Dexter. Yeah. I mean, the only, like, prime TV shows at that time were, like, uh, Dexter, Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones, yeah, and Sopranos. Was Vikings then, or was that later? Even then, Vikings was on, like, regular TV. That was AMC, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was HBO, then AMC. I don't remember. I think the first season was HBO, and then it went over to AMC. I could be wrong. Yeah. Or if you want to throw it in there, uh, Walking Dead 
you know, for I'll AMC. throw Walking Dead in there because that was a fucking cultural phenomenon. Yeah, the first couple seasons with Frank Darabont at the helm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and then once and then they, they stopped following the comics. Oh yeah, exactly. There you go. And that's when it all fell to shit. Um, so I really do like this movie. Uh, yeah, it, it could have been done better. I I'm, I swear to God, man. There's the, if you watch this movie and you stop it right after the whole doctor scene. It's like a near perfect movie. Right. But it's it doesn't. It keeps going and you know, a lot of people aren't just going to watch, you know, 3 quarters of a movie. That being said, Catherine Isabel is in lingerie and black leather and and skin tight fucking uh, it's you know, see I I require plot. Like even on the hub we gotta have plot at this point, you know. I gotta have a certain production value here. I'm just saying, just hot do- doesn't get you anywhere. I'm just saying, no, she's not hot. She's fucking gorgeous. She's angelic, even. Um, I say watch it all the way through. But once you watch it all the way through, it you're going to have no, no. Sorry, when you watch it the first time, you're going to have questions. You're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But if you're like me and you've already seen it um, a handful of times, it's like. Oh yeah, this is when the movie stops making sense, but I still like the movie, so I'm just gonna like let it play. But it, it's not like Shawshank where you're like, I need to see the end. You know, I don't need to see the beginning, but I need to see the end. This movie is you need to see it from the beginning till about halfway through, and if you're still invested, still watch it. I'm not gonna tell anyone not to watch it. Like I know it's not my favorite movie. I didn't give it particularly high marks, but I'm not gonna say it's a don't watch. It's definitely a rent. It's just not. There you a, go. Yeah, you, there's no reason to watch this again. I would say. Um, there is little quirks about this movie that is like worth watching. Now you mentioned Eli Roth. It's not like Hostel where it's torture porn. And you can Awful. Only, unwatchable. Ex- well, I wouldn't say it's unwatchable. But it's pretty bad. Trash. Hostel is trash. Yeah, but Eli Roth also made Cabin Fever, and that's one of the best comedies of all time. <laughs> it's, I, I guess it is a comedy. I mean, it's a guy, fucking a guy like, bleach dude, on his junk. The dude from Boy Meets World, and there's a zombie cannibal virus thing going on. Come on, man, that movie's funny. And and the kid with the pancakes that does all the karate. I need to rewatch it. I don't you, remember that part. You, what? He's the one that spreads the virus, starts it by biting the dude's hand that steals the Snickers bar. All I remember is it's down to the last two, and they do it, and then he's like, oh, no, I'm going to get infected, so he pours bleach on his junk. Actually, you're wrong. It's Listerine, but okay. I thought it was bleach. I've seen that movie way too many times. Stop being gay. Still uncomfortable. Ow. Yeah. Still uncomfortable. Still not a pleasant sensation. By the way, there is a shot-for-shot remake. Don't watch it. Watch the original. The shot-for-shot remake is is really... I don't even know why they did it, but that's when Eli Roth... Did he go into theaters? No, it was a Netflix original, but it's a shot-for-shot remake. I think it's because Eli Roth lost the rights to the movie. So he did a shoot-for-shoot. Re- it's like a shot-for-shot remake with different actors. He Taylor Swifted his own movie. The weirdest thing <laughs> is when you're watching it, you're like, wait a minute, that guy looks different. Wait a minute, that guy looks different. Wait a minute. Because it's so close shot-for-shot that you don't realize it's a remake till about a good 15 minutes in. Because even the dialogue is the same. Even the background, everything is the same except for the actors. It's it's really the craziest thing. If you're watching it and say, like, you smoked a little weed, you would think someone was fucking with you. I want to watch them side by side at the same time. 
Oh, I think they, on both. I think they almost have to the minute the same runtime. Oh, I'm not be- even lying. They are so close. When I saw them, I'm like, wait a minute. Because, like I said, shot for shot, same dialogue, same everything. It's nuts. That would be fun to dual screen. But I will tell you, Cabin Fever is great. The Earthquake movie he did is really good. Um, and then there's another movie he did. Uh, Eli Roth is m- mainly known for Hostel, and that is actually his worst, worst movie. Worst movie by far also too yeah it's bad him is the jew bear and inglorious bastards is one of the best characters in any quentin tarantino movie that's eli roth yeah oh i didn't know that you didn't know that no that's totally eli roth dude oh yeah the guy who likes just beating down on people yeah that would yeah. be eli roth. it makes sense yep fits his, his whole you, you have a, a guy that likes torture and feet and a guy that likes baseball bats and torture and it, they made a perfect movie like i <laughs> all right cool well shit dude i th- i think there's not much else to talk about i know it's kind of a short or episode but i mean like i said that this is a grid short movie and then in the second half is kind of a shit. eye candy <laughs> for me it's eye candy so it I, has some cool scenes the body modifications are all tame it just it doesn't do it for me to like truly put it in high marks. I think the concept of the movie is awesome, though. The uh, concept, a, yeah. A surgeon delivery. Yeah, the delivery is halfway there because it, I would say halfway. It, the, she accomplishes her mission halfway through the movie, and then it's just melodrama, and it and it comes to no ends. And I'm with you on that, but I still give it high marks. Okay, take Catherine Isabel out and put Zoe Deschanel in those bangs and make the same movie, is this still that high of a ranking for you? I I think half the reason why I like this movie is the character Mary is played so well by Catherine Isabel. It's like actually her playing herself. So no, that would be like saying, okay. let's watch Willy's Wonderland, but instead of Nick Cage, we're going to put in Christian Slater. Would it be good? Probably not. I, I'd watch that. I'm not going to okay, lie. I'd watch all right, it. All right, all right. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Okay. How about put in Ben Affleck? Okay. Yeah. It'd be shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's You th- think she makes the movie. This is a character piece. It is really a character study. That's what this yeah. is. She makes the character. I mean, fucking Wednesday Adams from that show, Wednesday, is based off of her. Um the reason why Willie, the reason why uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be good uh, in box office is because the fact is based off that video game. The reason why uh, Willie's Wonderland is going to be a cult phenomenon forever and ever and ever is because Nick it Cage. is Nick Cage, the soundtrack, the pacing, the pinball scenes, all that stuff. God, we need to do Willie's Wonderland. We're gonna. Oh, dude, we're doing a whole Nick Cage month. You know about this, right? No. How do I not know about that? We're going to do uh, Raising Arizona. We're going to do Willie's Wonderland. We're going to do 8mm. We're going to do Bad Lieutenant. We have a list of our favorite and least favorite Nick Cage movies. Oh, it's- I need to be in on that. Oh, and we're going to do Ghost Rider 2. Not one, two. I don't even remember Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> it's so... You know when people say it's so bad, it's good? Mm. It's so Nick Cage, it's great. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, yeah. It's so bad, but Nick Cage is so Nick Cage. Like, And then um, we already did our review of Left Behind. I don't recommend watching that movie. It is it is really bad. It is... Um, it can't be worse than the Kirk Cameron version. Well, Nick Cage is in it. 
I don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> no, because here's why Nick Cage is trying to be not Nick Cage. Oh, yeah, okay, no. It, so he's it, like, he's good when he plays oh, in his he, Nick Cage-iness. It's like, everybody on the plane, relax. We don't know if it's an international incident. And, dude, it's on Damn, the- you do a good Nick Cage. It's on the podcast, dude. Listen to it. Like, oh, oh, the whole thing is Jonathan and I doing a Nick Cage impersonation. We, we just Nick Cage each other the whole time. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. So uh, from all of us here, uh, remember, if you like what you hear, join the Patreon. Um, if you uh, don't want to hear us on YouTube, but most people on YouTube don't get this far, uh, check out our little website. That's at uh, knifepartypod.podbean.com. And the Patreon is uh, Podbe- patreon.com slash um, knifepartypod. Sorry, I apologize. I had a brain fart. And uh, from all of us there, I'd like to say uh, be kind, rewind, anything from you? Uh, nope. Thank you, Mr. Zombies. Um, I think we need to return some videotapes. Let's go. Told you I'd have you out of here by 10. No way. Oh, shit. (laughs) (sighs) That shit. Normally I convince